Hey, this is Camp Scouts, hosted by me, Curtis Heimberger, and my good friend, Josh Freeman. We noticed that there isn't as much new music being shared online as there should be, so we decided to create this show dedicated to scouring Bandcamp and finding your new favorite artist. Hello. Hello. Welcome to podcast. Special episode today. So special. By the time this comes out, you'll be on a on a on a cruise. I'm going to be on a cruise when this comes out. Yeah. Just so you know, it's the anti-vax convention. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, while I'm doing the, yeah, the, the anti vax cruise. Yeah. yeah, we're just gonna all get together and just do a lot of coughing. A lot of coughing, a lot of sneezing. Q's gonna be there. It's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Um uh who who does that song? Check yes, Juliet. Um it sounds very 2011, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, it is. They were going to be on this cruise, and they 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 are not anymore because they're all anti-vaxxers. Oh fuck them then! I don't know who that yeah. band is, but like, how hard I'm is it to, to not be an I wish I could remember. That would have been great if I remembered. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> and we were going to cover one of their songs and be like, oh, they didn't make it. Like, here's one of their songs, and they were like, oh wait, never mind. That's a horrible idea. I think that still would be a really good idea. To be like, this yeah. song is for our unvaxxed <laughs> angels out there who couldn't make yeah. it. Yeah, this is, uh, we're going to co-opt Check Yes Juliet. <laughs> Change some of the lyrics uh, so it's about just being health being health conscious and safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's big news. Mom Rock Cruise. Woohoo! Uh, Woo! Uh, if you're not there, you suck. You suck. I don't There's know, still There's still yeah, there were still rooms available, so that's a bummer. That's a bummer, man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play like three shows. We're gonna go to the Bahamas. Woo! Be some Bahama mamas. <laughs> me, me and the Bahama mamas. It's like me a and picture the- <laughs> of you with like big ass sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, like You're a, burnt a Hawaiian to shit. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> burnt to shit because I get burned in like an hour. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I got like some nachos. Yeah, um, our <laughs> Halloween episode got some attention, so thanks if you listened to it. If you didn't, yeah. you're dead to me. Yeah, I redid all the music for that, so it'd be great if you'd like listen yeah, to it. Yeah, so, so thanks. thanks. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's not going to be a Thanksgiving episode, because, like, <laughs> what are we celebrating? <laughs> oh, no, there's not. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> hey, guys, this song's called 50 Million Dead Native Americans. <laughs> Here we go. No, we're not celebrating Here fucking we go. We're not Thanksgiving doing that. on Camp Scouts podcast. Uh, <laughs> but maybe Christmas. But maybe Christmas. Everyone maybe. loves Jesus. Hey, shout out. My parents are CEOs. You know, Christmas and Easter only church attenders. <laughs> CEOs. Wait, that's awesome. I like that. That's really clever. <laughs> um, watch All this right, be the first wanna... episode they listen to and they're like, hey, what was that uh, for? <laughs> uncalled for. I go oh, to I church other than those two days. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's time for music. Let's uh, kick us off. Our first band of the episode is a band called the Garys, and this is their song, It's Over.
cheeky. Very cheeky. Very cheeky. Indeed. Very cheeky. This That's is great. Uh, <laughs> the Garys are from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Really? Is that how you say that? Yeah. Oh, Saskatoon. That's like twenty minutes Dang. from you. Um, yeah, <laughs> twenty minutes up the road. <laughs> uh, they describe uh, themselves as dreamy blood <clears throat> harmony, surf rock, doom wop on morphine. <laughs> doom wop. <laughs> Wait, that's so awesome. I love it's that. It's so good. Um, this is from the album get thee to a nunnery which is from hamlet mm. uh they've got a little blurb i'd like to uh read now before we start pretending we know about music uh mm. so this says get thee to a nunnery was inspired in part by stories of their mother's high school years at an all-girls catholic boarding school and convent in a small town 1960s saskatchewan on several tracks, the Garys explore the push-pull rebellion and redemption that comes with a religious upbringing and the seeding of persistent guilt that all former Catholic school kids knows, know well. Even for artists as reveren reverentially nostalgic as the Garys, it's impossible to avoid grappling with the tensions that arise from their sources of aesthetic inspiration. On one hand, they look upon this era and environment as timelessly cool and colored with sepia-toned innocence. On the other... They know the truth of it was in inescapably oppressive to young women and various others. As these cold realizations surface, much of the album is united by a mourning of the various things that can erode, wither, and die while time marches on and we get older, including the communities, traditions, and relationships we once held near and dear. So, wow. Doomwop. Yeah. That's, that's a description. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. I like that they're being upfront about being nostalgic about a time that was terrible for most people. Um, that's something that I don't see a lot when someone's like, yeah, I'm really inspired by the 60s. Um, my favorite part was the amount of domestic abuse. You know, like people yeah. don't talk about yeah. like, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, history is not just the parts that you like. Um, no, I think, and that's really interesting because uh, obviously at first, like, you know, First time I've heard this song, I'm like, okay, this is just a cool little doo-wop, doom-wop, if you will, throwback. <laughs> and it's it's perfect, you know. I I and I'm like I'm like hearing in my head like the ooh sha la 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 mm -hmm. ooh sha la la, uh, and and all that great stuff. And then you hit me with that that little backstory on the album, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is this is actually meaningful. There's a reason why they're doing this throwback sound. Um, and and the meaning of the and the meaning of the record and all the songs just kind of adds on to it. I think that's awesome. I think that's yeah. So cool. I'm trying to find their bassist, which is Julie Mayer, did the bass and vocals because the just like holding the melody through the like through the song using the bass, I thought was really cool. It hooked me into yeah. the song. It's very rhythmic and very easy to relax to. Because um, beyond like what the song is about, what the Garys are about. On first listen, the first thing you're going to notice is like what you said. Like, oh, I see what you're doing here. This yeah, is pretty yeah. neat. Uh, and I think the bassist really plays into that a lot and helps that element. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great groove, you know, mm -hmm. really digging in there. I like um, the little guitar pluck at the end, like the bing, 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 bing. When I heard that, I was like, oh, I want that in the entire song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it it does really add a lot like it it does kind of make you smile at the end it it mm -hmm. it's a nice little thing that didn't happen for the rest of the song and you got to have those you got to have those little elements that don't happen mm -hmm. in and this the song is, and know? this is off of a full album there are 11 tracks on this album they're all great mm -hmm. uh i believe it's 11 dollars canadian on bandcamp for the digital album they're selling vinyl right now for 25 Nice. And a CD for twenty. So if you like the sound, it's not. It doesn't sound like too much uh, extra cash to support them in a direct way. I think twenty five Canadian is like twenty three American. So yeah, it's like it's like eight bucks American. Yeah, yeah, it's like forty five <laughs> cents an American. So really, you're yeah, doing like them a, a favor. Yeah, it's yeah. like chump change to them. One American so. dollar can get you a hotel <laughs> in Canada. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, so if you like the sound, support the artist. Uh, they had tapes, but they're sold out. As someone who buys a lot of cassette tapes, I'm going to be like, 
hovering like a hawk for if they ever do a second printing. Like, mine! I got it. <laughs> I got it. I, I snatched it up. I did it. I did it. <laughs> You're proud of me now, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's so um, killer. That's yeah, so but that's cool. the Garys. I'm a big fan of them. I'm really excited for what they do next. And I'm a big fan of Get Thee to a Nunnery and its full track listing. Awesome. I can't wait to take a listen. I, yeah. I love it. Okay, what do we got next? I have... This is The Rock's new song. <laughs> the <laughs> this is The Rock with... I'm huge. Um, this is Minka from the Netherlands. And this is her song, Pak Me Vast. with a boom literally literally Um, a boom i love okay i have a hard time describing this sound here we go because what it is is (laughs) like what people call like the indie sound which i think is a really dumb moniker to use because if you don't have a label yeah anything you make is an indie sound but um that like chill pop lo-fi relaxed sound i really like a lot yeah yeah absolutely um she's so cool like i'm like i'm i'm like a, like obsessed with her a little bit um and i'm Uh-oh. not really joking no Uh-oh. no no, no. oh that's weird no I but she's give her twenty dollars so, i want to get how do i do that uh no but i well to answer your uh your question about uh you know what what genre um there's a little a little a blurb here um tingly fresh Dutch electropop with a cheerful rock and roll vibe. Minka only expects one thing from you, total surrender to the music. Dancing, tunnel vision, falling in love, everything is welcome. The Deventer singer can convince with honest lyrics and an addictive cocktail of electro and analog music. Um, And that's the translation from her bio, which is in Dutch. And Mm -hmm. Pakme Vost, uh, translates to grab me. I have no idea what any of the other lyrics are, but in all honesty, I don't need to. And I've said it many times, every time I bring on a song that doesn't have English lyrics, I'm just like, it doesn't need, I don't care what they're saying. I don't care what they're saying because it yeah. just speaks for itself. Um, I would love to know, but mm. I didn't ask. I didn't ask for the lyrics. I couldn't find any of them in Bandcamp either. So, but. Mm. Yeah, I think this song just speaks for itself. The production is so tight and bouncy. The bass just hits just right. It's not too heavy. And that cool choppy keyboard riff that just kind of hangs out throughout is so cool. The breakdown. It's very animated too. Yeah, it's very animated. And that breakdown in the in near the end of the song like could be straight out of like the Undertale soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I don't know if, you know, for anyone who's played Undertale, um, <clears throat> that is a compliment and an insult in the same yeah. way. <laughs> this sounds just like Megalovania. Man, it sounds like just my Megalovania. Um. <laughs> but it's so cool. And it's, I think mm. it's, I think it's really fun. It's just, it's just a fun, awesome song. There's cool little cool little sound bites everywhere of like bit crushy mm. keyboards and that weird like l- like laughing 
there's like that laughing thing that happens to yeah yeah it's 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 uh, weird and fun and yeah the only sound i could pick out is that like woo 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 that's the i think that's the sound from galaga when the ship picks you up and oh, takes one of your lives away okay that's the only one yeah. i could i could like be like i know that yeah, one i know that sound bite um but it's cool and we've we have talked about this a hundred times when people go out of their way to sample unique sounds in their music I'm yeah. a big fan of it. And it I is. Think it, it is shows, really fun. I think it shows passion <clears throat> and this idea of knowing uh, what your completed song is going to sound like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can make that sound, the, like the Wii U sound, and maybe they did. But uh, if they did specifically sample a 1980s Namco arcade game, <laughs> that is to speak to like they're mixing the song and they're like, oh, there's a sound I'm missing and I know what it is. I just have to go put yeah. a microphone towards my speaker really quickly. And that's awesome to me. Yeah, I just need to go to the arcade real quick. Um, yeah. First, I have to find yeah. an arcade. <laughs> yeah, first you gotta, step one, find arcade. Step two, sample. Make a banger. Yeah. <laughs> step three, profit. Profit. Yeah, but yeah um, uh, it's very cool. She has some cassettes and she also has this t-shirt that I really want which is like a it's like a drawing of her and there's a speech bubble that says dance baby dance in dutch uh, i think it's cool as hell she's just like she's got like her whole thing put together like just look you mm-hmm. know looking at the bandcamp page and looking like on her instagram and her performances she has this awesome blue suit that she always wears it looks so cool and she's just like the minute you you see you're like oh my god i got to i got to see this person live like this, I got to be there. I have to be in the audience for this. Do you think um, <clears throat> knowing the style you want to portray and your branding helps influence your music, or do you think it's the other way around? Okay, so branding influencing music versus music influencing branding. Mm. Like, or or do you make a bunch of stuff and it, and it has a unique sound, and you're like, oh. I should wear baseball jerseys on my on my stage. Like, which one do you think is more important to come first? Uh, I think the music. Um, mm-hmm. You can't, like, obviously you can go either way and you can create a brand and then be like, okay, what music would fit this brand? And you can do the same thing and create music and then be like, okay, how should I dress? How should I look? How could I? How should I convey myself? So really there's no wrong way to do anything. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's any shame in starting with a good brand idea, like starting with a look or starting with a logo or something, because it's so important. Um, yeah, you know, if if you can if you can brand yourself well, that's like that's half the battle, you know. Mm. And sometimes it's like I would think like, oh, that's unfortunately the case, but <laughs> it's kind of just now what you got to do. I, I don't think it's unfortunate. You know? I think. Um... I think it's always been, at least for the past, like, I would say, like, 70 years, part of what you make is you having to perform if it's music. Yeah. Right. The reason um, David Bowie was able to stay fresh, some people say, is because he would change his look and his shows with each album. Yeah. Um we're not going to give him too much praise though. We're not going <laughs> to Yeah, we'll stop there. That. Yeah. Um uh. so I would say it's kind of awesome to be able to be like, okay, I want to look exactly like my stuff sounds and th- these are the ways I want people to interact with me and I can do that by always wearing the same outfit on my show, um selling merch that has a unified image so that even if you bought if I have five shirts for sale, each one of them if they don't have my name, does point back to me in some way. I think it's really cool. I think uh, people totally. who enjoy it are the ones who do better in that process of like making cool shirts or whatever it will be. But this yeah. is not a marketing podcast. That <laughs> <laughs> almost became that for a second. Yeah, we're gonna pull up. <laughs> uh, we're gonna move on to our next song, unless you have any more comments. That's all I got. Or compliments, okay. This next song I'm really excited to share is called The Rest of My Life, and it is by a band named American Cheese.
time you walked away from me Maybe I'll just get over myself The weather hasn't been good lately Maybe I'll just move somewhere else This song has two purposes being on this episode. One is that it's a great fucking song. Two is I've been trying to get Chris and Ben. God, I hope I said his name. I hope those those are their names. From A Weekend at Ramona's, a pop punk band that I really like to come on the show and hang out with us and talk music. So, if you're listening, I'll probably probably send it to him as like a bit. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Buds... That's a pop punk band. We've we've <laughs> broken the surface tension. You won't be the first one on the show. <laughs> so come fucking hang out. I'll tell him you'll do it later. Come on. Come yeah. On. Come on. Come on. Come like on. Pokemon Here's stick. the mic. Come on. Yeah. Do something funny. Um, do something funny, guys. <laughs> but I have Man. a little. I emailed American Cheese. Yeah. And I said, "Can I have your music?" Uh, and Leo K responded, making him the best member of the band. And I asked them for a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of backstory, a little bit of BTS. And they said, what's cool about the rest of my life is that it is actually the first full song we as a band ever wrote about a year and a half ago. And it went on to be our most popular and best song so far. Best is in quotes. Mm. Um, There really isn't much to the backstory of this song though. We just wanted to write the most interesting song we could to set a great first impression. And so far it's working. Rest of my life just passed 1000 streams on Spotify. And we are seeing that number rise by the day. We emailed on October 4th, so I can only imagine by now it is still growing exponentially. This song fucking hits. Uh, it's yeah. so good. This I is love an a good anthem. Pop jam. Yeah. No, this is an anthem. I mean, like, oh my God. It's, it's pop punk with like a lot of, with, you know, a metal affliction. Mm. The sounds, the drumming, the like how tight everything is 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 has a lot of metal in it but the riffs and the way it kind of stays very major throughout the whole thing is is yeah what what kind of makes it more pop punk and it's so cool it's such a nice blend um mm-hmm. like it, it just it sounds great the drums sound awesome the guitars sound awesome the crowd vocals i really love yeah like having that atmosphere in the song is something that's very yeah. hard to do without using crowd vocals and i think yeah. without having so without having been someone who has recorded a group of people to do that i can't imagine it's the easiest thing in the world to make sure it sounds good and isn't so mm-hmm. off key or off-putting or the sound is so mm-hmm. bad that it's like was this recorded on a different day what is this part of the yeah, song yeah absolutely um, i'm also you know, I'm pretty blown away that that was that was the first song they they finished together. But mm-hmm. I mean, what a what a killer, what a just a killer first track. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is off of their debut EP or album. I, I'm, I'm going to say album, uh, which is called American Cheese. The cover of it is some mountains with a big piece of American cheese on it. I'm a big fan of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love the name. I'm not 100% sure why I think it's so good, but there's something about the pop punk sound and a name like theirs that makes sense to me. I'm like, yes, of yeah. course. No, it, um, it's it's a great name and it's a great album cover. I I can I can see it. It's 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 sweet. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um but also like um, one of the like and we talked about this forever ago when mm. I brought on Bad Habits, one of their songs, Let mm. It Roll is beyond being good at what you do, you have to understand the aesthetics of the genre you're playing in. 
And I think the rest of my life and why it's probably one of their best performing songs is because it's hitting the cornerstones of the punk punk genre as I know them very well. Right. Uh, You know, getting over some sort of uh, early heartbreak, um, yelling with a bunch of people is something that happens a lot in pop punk music. Yeah. Just Um, the title rest of my life. Yeah. You know, pretty. Uh, The 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 hook. The hook having a lot of like spacing in it, like that's like, um, I don't want to compare bands to other bands, so I won't, but that's something that is not brand new to the pop punk genre. And so it's awesome to see people who understand the sound that they appreciate and they know how to break it apart and make it fit to their sound specifically. So shout out to American Cheese from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Big fans. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, should I uh, should I finish should we, it off? Don't don't fuck it up. Oh fuck! Oh god, oh, so much shit. Oh, I gotta get a different band. Oh, Hold on. Shit. <laughs> I I don't have the wrong one. I don't want to share this one <laughs> anymore. <laughs> okay, this is Tony Glossy and his nine-piece band with So Society. that song so much <laughs> it's uh the percussion specifically is so tight it's right there at the end when he's like just doing fills yeah. on top of fills i was like oh my god uh, i like i i just like we don't even need to talk about it we can just move on it's just like it speaks Wait. for itself no yeah <laughs> but look up um, the whole fucking song we didn't gotta tell yeah, you it's good yeah just, all right just watch it watch the youtube video it's yeah you, you'll get it <laughs> Um, stop listening to the fucking podcast and listen to the 90s <laughs> go. yeah stop the podcast go watch the video <laughs> yeah um, wow <laughs> so I didn't find this on Bandcamp I'm sorry Judas you can cancel me <laughs> <laughs> I was shown this a while ago mm-hmm. and I have kind of just watched how this record has done over the past couple years and it's Mm -hmm. like it's it's hasn't done anything and i'm like what is going on here it's driving me crazy there should be a Um, podcast about sharing music about sharing music i have this idea (laughs) for this podcast it's so good it's so good i mean just top to bottom every song is so inventive so well arranged the musicians are just nuts um yeah, yeah, uh, and that's the that's the opening track. Uh, it sets a high bar, but I mean, man, it just it doesn't it, it doesn't let up. It doesn't What's the let album up. called? Um, it's called One Dimensional Man, and <clears throat> so originally this was under the title the the band name, like I said, Tony Glossy and his Nine Piece Band. It's now just under Tony Glossy, um, T O N Y G L A U S I, and he's the trumpet player. And he's also the composer. He's the writer. He's a producer. I mean, he just he just he's a he's a bit of a a renaissance man, if you will. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, just from the first time I heard this song, it was just 
probably one of my one of my favorite you know jazz pieces ever a hundred percent um and this is our first this is our first jazz tune and i was trying to find yeah. some jazz on Bandcamp, and i i found some stuff that you're was not, pretty good you're not gonna find jazz on Bandcamp. yeah that's the thing and i thought oh you know what i wonder i wonder i wonder if i should share this and yeah there you go there's my there's my little story uh just a little bit about good old tony raised in portland and he's li- he living in, in yeah shout out living in new york now uh but he's teaching staff at the new school for jazz and contemporary music in new york and at the i i idle wild i don't know arts academy in los angeles uh represent but um, yeah i mean he what are they putting in the water yeah. in oregon yeah. that's like our seventh organ or oregonian uh artist that we've had on the yeah. show <laughs> it's crazy i don't know what, what they're they doing, doing over there, there but they got to keep doing it yeah uh yeah. shout out you know laundry blueforia um tony glossy and the ones that i'm blanking on gentle yeah. being which will be <laughs> on the show soon and the rest of them <laughs> um i love yeah. the what we haven't talked about yet yeah is the like the opening and how they're layering over the same a uh, couple of bars just like one instrument at a time it really eased me into it which i thought was a lot of fun yeah um yeah because a lot I of like the time mo- jazz will just be like ah here you go <laughs> it's yeah. like whoa okay um uh, and i'm sure for a lot of people it's this way or at least the people that i've talked to about jazz specifically is there is a little bit of like intellectual culture around it and so oh, yeah. a lot of people won't go out to find jazz they like or performers they like yeah you know what i mean um i'm a big fan of thelonious monk the person like who he was and his story and everything um but i'm not gonna like sit down and listen to a man like hit a piano all weird because i don't i don't understand what i'm supposed to be listening to right so it's always good to find someone who is a like you said like an excellent composer but also aware of the fact that this should still be listened to by more than like 20 people who also think it's good. Yeah. Unless I'm talking out of yeah, my ass exactly. and Tony's listening right now and he's like, you fucking idiot. You asshole, you, you don't know fucking anything. Take my song off I'm your fucking I'm Tony Spotify fucking playlist. glossy, man. You know what you're talking to? He's got an, he's got an accent now. He's, he's been in New York for accent. so long. Uh, I'm projecting that onto Tony. <laughs> but... Yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, especially with Thelonious Monk. I mean, a lot of his music mm-hmm. is very absurd. Yeah. And his playing is very absurd. That's what makes it so interesting. Um, but yeah, like, you're absolutely right. People are put off of jazz because there is a pretentious um, world around it. Um, for obvious reasons. But, <laughs> yeah, but you're sucks, totally right. Like, but it, there's <laughs> it this sucks. guy... Yeah. There's Tim Simonek, uh, who did a lot of the music that was in the movie Whiplash. Yeah, like, um, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you're aware of, like, uh, Bad, Bad, Not Good. They're mm. a really cool jazz, I guess, they were a trio, and now I think they're a quattro. But, um, <laughs> a quattro. A quattro. I think but, after three, we just call them bands. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you know there's just there are a lot of cool artists and you know they have they have like a great album with um i'm forgetting forgetting the rapper's name but anyway there's there's a lot of great jazz musicians that do stuff that isn't just fuck you know exactly what you'd think mm-hmm. and yeah it takes it takes them takes a minute to seek it out um and it's not always you know right in front of your face but yeah uh this this is i i think definitely on the accessible end of jazz <laughs> It's very melodic. It's very upbeat. Um, you know, this, there's nothing to be comprehended. You know, you're not missing yeah. anything. And that's the other yeah. thing is like, if you don't like something, you don't like something. You're not like missing something. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, this is a conversation uh, yeah. I've been having about Dune recently because the Dune movie just came out at right. the time of recording a couple yeah. of days ago, and people are like, "Josh, you're an English major. Don't you love Dune?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." I don't want to have to work to enjoy my story. I don't like Dune. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you just don't get it. You don't fucking get it. I'm like, no, you I don't get it. I do. <laughs> I do get it. I just don't like what I get. So I'm going to enjoy something else. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, so if this if this uh, this song resonated with you in some way, let this be your like intro into like modern jazz music and stuff that is your, your more intro, than so bleeding gums from the Simpsons. You know, get out and uh, find some stuff you like. And send it to us, because we'd like to share more of that on the show. Uh, actually, I think I'm just, I think I'm getting what? something. Oh. I think, what's up? I think, I think I'm getting some breaking news. Here, hold oh. on, He'll, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. If if you recognize that voice, then then I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the music part of the show is over. Thanks to the guest, we got to talk about a pressing issue. Pressing issue here on Thank CSN. You. Thank you for coming to the Camp Scouts Network. I'm just gonna preface this little this great little gem of a story here by saying that Green Day is now headlining Innings, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the Lumineers. Uh, Kerrangman and Nathaniel Raitland in the Night Sweats. If, if you're paying to go to a festival with Green Day and the Lumineers on the same ticket, stop. I mean, stop, man. Take that Refund money and invest it into therapy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I won't preface this uh, too much before I play the little video here, but um, if, if you don't know, a while ago, back in 2012, Green Day played an iHeartRadio show in Las Vegas, and it got a little out of hand. Give me a fucking break. One minute left. One minute fucking left. You're gonna give me fucking one minute? There's a look at that fucking sign right there. One minute. Let me fucking tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've been around since fucking 1980 fucking eight. And you're gonna give me one fucking minute? You gotta be fucking kidding me. You fucking kidding me. What the fuck? I'm not fucking Justin Bieber, you motherfuckers. Hey guys, I'm old. You got me I am fucking old. joking. This is a fucking joke. I got one minute, one minute left. Oh, now I got nothing left. Now I got nothing left. I'm almost 40. This is my midlife crisis. One minute. God fucking love you all. We'll be back. All right, so now that sound is the sound of Billy Joe Armstrong smashing his guitar on stage live at the iHeartRadio Festival in Las Vegas. Um, Key line, key line is, I've been around since 1988. (laughs) That's not that long. It was 2012. <laughs> I'm not Justin you... Bieber, an artist more popular and successful than me. <laughs> oh, he's not Bro, even there. That's the thing. So, so okay. Wait. So, <laughs> so just, Justin Bieber wasn't only not on the bill. He wasn't even at the show. <laughs> I think that was, I think he was just, you know, I think Billy was just a member of the whole, you know, fuck Bieber, uh, like train that everyone got on um mm. you know I, i'm a I man i'm no so better I must hate the new pop artists that lots yeah. of young women like i'm familiar with the process yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> familiar process yeah yeah <laughs> so they cut this they so okay they cut green day set by 20 minutes um mm. which sucks that sucks mm-hmm. that's a bad feeling your green day though and you've been playing shows since the fucking 80s. Since the late 80s. 1988. You have nothing left to prove. Um, so there was some scheduling problems. Usher is going on next. 
like we said, he's not yelling at Usher. He's not yelling at anyone that's actually playing the festival, but at Justin Bieber for no particular reason. Um, <laughs> and it's I've got a so funny. Um, I've got a theory. Yeah, because okay. if I'm Billy Joe Armstrong, and I have Billy Joe Armstrong's physique, I'm not going to talk shit about anybody there because then I'd have to deal with it. Justin Bieber, right. the 15 year old at the time, the easiest who's not target, there. not there. Yeah, easy, yeah. right? That's like um, if I talk shit about Usher and then after the show, Usher came up to me and he's like, "Hey, who the fuck are you?" I have to deal with. I have to respond to my comments and act yeah. accordingly. Exactly. Or I make fun of a child. Big or brain. I make fun of a child. Someone I could easily beat up if they got too lippy. <laughs> I'm Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> I could beat up him and his dad. And um, it, yeah, I don't care about your mom. <laughs> this is just, it just reeks of a very poorly timed midlife crisis for Billy. Um, <laughs> this is definitely the middle of his life. Jesus. I mean, it's 2012. They haven't even, they're like close to releasing Uno at this point. This is right before the release mm-hmm. of Uno, uh, the start of a insufferable trilogy of albums. Um, and of course, this is also after, you know, 21st Century Breakdown and all of those songs. So, like, he also he also is like, I'm gonna play a new song. But the, he doesn't play the new song, he just goes on a rant for a minute, he yeah. takes up his minute, he smashes his guitar, and Mike Durant, the bassist, is like, well, I guess I'm smashing mine too. <laughs> Starts smashing it as well. <laughs> so like, it doesn't look as fucked that Billy's just smashing his guitar out of rage. Like maybe yeah. it looks somewhat planned. And but, well, in this, uh, we've made fun of Green Day before. Yes, actually we have. And a, a big joke we did was that people give Green Day a hard time because they're successful now. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I personally don't think you can be punk rock and rich. Um, yeah. Like, you can't do well in a capitalist society and be like, doesn't that society suck, brother? Why yeah. Why a t-shirt? <laughs> They're mutually um, exclusive. Yeah. And so going going to the iHeartRadio Fest to begin with, and then being surprised that they're running a weird schedule at a live event, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah, it's... <laughs> it, it's just a little. It's just a little sad. I mean, to have a it, parallel. Um, well, what were you gonna say first? What's the song they were playing? Grasping into controls. Oh, better hold on. Um, what song is that? It's from Dookie. It's from Dookie. Okay, point made. Yeah, you're still playing music from <laughs> even at the time, 15, your, 20 years ago. Yeah, your first successful, commercially <laughs> successful album. Um, yeah. So yeah. Are, are you relevant? Like, are you are you worth? throwing this much of a fit and breaking equipment. Maybe, and maybe that was why he had a psychotic break. He's like, shit, I'm not relevant anymore. <laughs> but he he just totally was like, you know, flipped out and, you know, probably went to therapy afterwards. Um, Did Usher do a good show? Do, do you know? I don't know the details of Usher's show. I hope I'm he killed sure it. Like right after Usher that. Yeah. <laughs> Usher was like, this is the best thing to go off. Ever. Comments about Usher to the side for a second. Mm. It would just be great if anybody after Green Day just did a, an amazing job, so that like the <laughs> yeah. the tantrum is like less and less important as the night goes on. Yeah, yeah, it's like everyone's slowly forgetting about what just transpired. Yeah, yeah. but you know, an interesting par- parallel that just happened: um, Phoebe Bridgers was playing at Austin City SNL. Limits. Yeah. Oh, not not SNL. Uh, oh. Where she smashed the guitar and there's a whole controversy, different thing that is is, is a little more. No, it's okay. You idiot! Um, don't you ever fucking talk again? <laughs> don't ever talk over me again. <laughs> but she was playing at Austin City Limits, and she went over time by, you know, I think one of her songs was going to finish in two minutes, and she got cut off and like hard cut off, like sound mm-hmm. off. Next band's on. See you later. And she you know, freaked out on social media and was like, fuck Austin City Limits, how could they do this to me, yada, yada, yada. Um, A little more about that story. Um, The reason why she went over is because I think there was someone in the crowd who was being like, you know, getting beat up. Something something bad was going on in the crowd and she stopped her show to be like, hey, stop whatever the fuck is going on here. And then continued. 
and that is awesome but mm-hmm. at the same time a festival is a festival shows a show times up that sucks but at the same time like yeah that's that's like how it goes like you know you can't afford to you know, let things go over and let things, uh, let schedules change just because of small things. I mean, it's unfortunate, but, but yeah, she freaked out. A lot of, a lot of her fans, you know, came to her side being like, yeah, fuck Austin city limits, you know? And it's just like, well, like, okay. So I have mixed feelings about, I have two sides. One mm-hmm. of me is someone who understands the amount of work and the people that don't get credit for setting up these live events, uh, live events, live events and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the guys who set up the stage, um, sound guys, tech guys, lighting guys, uh, who are stuck to a schedule, you know, and even like the venue itself. But there's another part of me that's like, it was a couple minutes. If the yeah. show's supposed to end at 9.30 and ends at 9.33, no one's gonna fucking die. Right. Um, the thing about Phoebe Bridgers is that she didn't throw a fit on stage, stop all the momentum of the festival, you know, yeah. say she was worth more than some other artist who had nothing to do with her. <laughs> yeah. Like if Phoebe Richards would have been on stage at Austin City Limits when the mic got hot again and is like the other band can't go on yet because she's having a tantrum mm. and she's like, man, I'm way better than fucking Pharrell. I'd be like, what is this for? <laughs> yeah, this is unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's a, it's a loose comparison, but it's, it. Um, yeah. you know, this stuff happens all the time. But yeah, like it's it's way funnier that Green Day did it and that Billy, <laughs> you know, I mean, just come on. I mean, he's been around since 1988. You got to respect the guy, you know? Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> See, everyone knows um, once you do something for a long time, uh, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Right. Yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, everyone knows that. I've been podcasting. I'm coming, up on my, I'm coming up on my fourth year of podcasting. So if any of you shits talk to me with less than four years of experience, don't expect a response. Don't make eye contact with me. Yeah. I have more years. I'm not going to do it any longer. You. Yeah. Yeah. You fuck. <laughs> nah, don't nah, talk to nah, me. nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. um, I like, I will always empathize with, you can, I will, I try my best not to say you're not allowed to be upset by this thing. Right. Um, but with, Green Day with Billy Joe Armstrong in this instance specifically. You've been doing this since 1988. This is the first time you've been cut off, my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's cool let's cool down. your jets. Yeah. Also, I don't know. He's rich, so I don't feel bad making fun of him. No. Yeah. Why it would is you? ethically okay to bully rich people. I'll say it. Put it on that a T-shirt. Cam Scout's logo. Fu- yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a good logo. Uh-oh. Actually, that's a good logo idea. Good. It is always ethically idea. okay to bully rich people. Yeah, and our yeah, logo yeah. on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know if you'd buy it. <laughs> yeah, let us know. We'll put it. We'll <laughs> we'll make it up. We'll do. We'll do it up. <laughs> One last thing. He's playing a festival in March. Yeah. There's a chance. There's a small chance. <laughs> he runs over time, and somebody in his earpiece is like, "Hey, uh, Billy." Y'all wrap up. We gotta we gotta put on the weekend next. And he's like, "Are you f- or the Lumineers?" And he's like, "Are you fucking kidding Are you me? Fucking kidding me? I've been doing this since 1988, and, and it's <laughs> come full circle. This is like when the Evergrande boat went through the Suez Canal again, like last month, and everybody was like, "Ooh, you've, you've got an opportunity here." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, well, that's been but, our show. Thanks Thank for listening. You so much. Thank you if you are listening to this on Bandcamp, where you can support us directly if you so choose. Woo! Uh, yeah. Um, right now I'm our I'm our top donor <laughs> on Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Twenty dollars? <laughs> yeah, we had to pay twenty dollars so they would let us put the whole show up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. beat that, listener. Give me your money. I've been doing this show since I've been doing podcasting. Since 2017, or whatever. <laughs> I'm a vet. I'm a, I did two tours in the little guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you to the artist, uh, genuinely, for letting us share your music. We don't have a show without it. Um, if you yeah, still we, listen we to got, Dookie, stop. Stop. Yeah, th- thanks to, <laughs> what we got? The Garys, American Cheese, Minka, and Tony Glossy. And Boom. his nine-piece band, and the eight other guys. Don't that forget Tony about his nine-piece band. With. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? 
Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Citrus Hamburger. Woo! And uh, what about you, Josh? Uh, JDB Freeman underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and yeah. the show is at Camp Scouts Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can send us an email at campscoutspod at gmail.com. Mm. Uh, we haven't ever gotten an email yet. I don't think. Yeah, no one's Camp doing Scouts that. Pod. No one's sending no, us No, no one's not. No. Uh, sign up for our newsletter. You just missed our November one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a heater. I'll tell you that much. It was a fucking heater. It definitely didn't have half the amount of songs it usually does. Uh, <laughs> um, but the December one's going to be great. It comes out monthly. It's the first of every month uh, so far. We haven't we haven't miffed it yet. Um, and I think it's fun. I think two, uh, not this one that came out, but the last one, I just sent everyone four songs I listened to in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, listen, I know it's not great, but... Let me defend it. It was a lot of fun. Let me defend it. So yeah, that's the like show. It. Goodbye. Goodbye. Stop listening now. Uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Give us five stars. Five stars. Five-star review on Yelp. First person to give us a five-star review on, let's see, on Good Pods, the podcasting app, mm. will get one message from Curtis that says, uh, thanks through the review. It must have been really hard to lie with a heart emoji. Yeah. And I'll send yeah. a picture of my mustache. <laughs> the pod scared me. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my mustache. Okay, goodbye. Stop recording.